<laughs> you muted yourself? Yeah, unless you want to hear these announcements. Let me tell you, Amanda, that is that is not the longest whereas the longest minute ever. My wife will tell you about the longest two minutes ever. She has to deal with it all the time. The longest the longest minute ever. Uh oh. My wife will tell you about the longest two minutes ever. Oh shit. Time. Do I have an echo? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Mm, How's me. that? Better? Yeah, I'm not letting Dave come on until all of you sign up for my newsletter. That's not Dave. You're right. It's Caleb. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. At 10 a.m. this morning, when I thought we were going to go on, that was my fault. Um,. I was like high as a kite, like it's at 9.58, you know what I mean? Just like snorted a line of espresso, washed my hands like too many times, pushed my hair down, fucking put my eyeliner on. Did the mustache up a little bit? Did the mustache. Yeah, I just noticed I walked by the mirror, the mustache has fallen. There's some like stray hairs falling. And uh, I realized I, 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 had, I had not confirmed the time with Dave. So where is Dave? I don't know if Dave's coming. Rub one out? No. I did not. Is this the new better looking TDC? Tis, 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 TDC with the haircut. Clickbait. Yes, of course. To all the regulars who are here, uh, thanks for coming. Uh, busy morning. Uh, had Andrew Hiller on this morning for the Hiller Fit in review. Oh, there's already money in here? Look at this. William Leeper. Oh, wow. William Leeper. Thank you. Um, we had a great show this morning with, uh, Andrew Hiller. And then, um, I thought an hour later, Dave was coming on and I screwed up the schedule that does not happen very often, but, um, it's kind of cool to have a show that's flexible. I'm sorry if anyone, um, got their schedule, uh, screwed up. Um, the cool thing about this show is you can take it anywhere with you if you have a phone, um, and you can watch it live and you can watch it from your YouTube and then uh, if you want to watch old shows, you can watch them on YouTube or obviously you can go to Apple where the vast majority of our listenership goes to. Thank you all of you for all the questions you sent in um, for Dave. You guys sent in a ton of questions. Uh, the most common one, which was fascinating to me, I guess, I, I, I was going, to be honest, I, um, when I knew he was going to come on, I was trying to avoid asking him games questions. I was like, okay, what, what are some of the things we can talk about? I want to avoid talking about game stuff. And that's all you guys want to know about. That's all you guys wanted to know about in regards to uh, a, a few people uh, were like, yeah, I'm curious what his relationship with the affiliates is going to be. But I'd say 90% of the questions are around the games. So there's a ton of games questions in here. I hope it doesn't irritate him. If I do sense it's starting to irritate him, I'll move away from it. The, the goal isn't... Um, the goal of this podcast is so that he'll want to come back again. And make him feel comfortable. Yeah. But the problem is the Dave feels comfortable when, you know, he's, he's, he's wrestling. So you gotta, I gotta wrestle him a little bit, but then, um, yeah, I agree. I agree. Almost anything he, he does have a neat brain like that. Almost anything he says is um, interesting. I agree. Unlike the lady talking in the background where Caleb's sitting, almost everything she says is not interesting. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Nothing interesting comes out of those. What if Dave did the voice for all the airports? Hello, this is Dave Castro. Really Morgan Freeman. I'm going to need you to shuttle run to your gate right now, or else you will be sent home. 
you will be cut and you will not be allowed on the plane. I met Dave in 2007. I met Dave in 2007 for the first time. Uh, we did not um, hit it off on our first encounter. We had a bumpy first year. Um, it wasn't until the making of every second counts about a month. Did you, just, did you just kick him out? He kicked himself out. Okay. Who was that? He saw, he saw you. Caleb. He runs the back end. Got it. Are we live? Yeah. You want to thank him for his service? Thank you for your service. I don't see that. I don't know how. You didn't do that? You saw how long my hair was? Um, Dave, it's funny you bring up, start, we start with service. Uh, why are you all, you look kind of sweaty, like disheveled a little bit. What's up? Uh, I am disheveled. I'm not sweaty. Uh, what were you doing? You were, are you, you're at the ranch, you're working out or? I'm at the ranch. Yeah. Not working out. Oh, what are you doing? Gardening? Not gardening. Shooting? Just taking care of some stuff. All right. All right. No reason to be so secretive. This is an interview. You have to be vulnerable. You have to talk, you have to open up and then. That's how this shit moves forward. Thank you. When, when, um, when I, when I worked at CrossFit for 15 years and when I was let go, it was kind of like, it was like a shakeup, um, in, in my soul and my being and my identity. Right. Cause I kind of, I viewed myself as an employee of CrossFit. When you were let go, did you, did you trip? Was it, was it um, uh, anyway similar to when you left the military? Like kind of like your identity took like, I mean, I don't know this. I'm, I'm projecting this onto you. Like your identity takes a little bit of a tailspin or like you feel like you're floating in the clouds for a minute, even if it's just for a few days or a week. Not, no, I didn't feel that. I was surprised. I didn't see it coming for sure. Uh, you didn't? You didn't see it coming at all? No. Which is crazy to me because when I think of you, I think of you as like my Nostradamus friend. Like if I had a question about the future or like what, what you thought about something, I would ask you. Well, the biggest reason is I hadn't talked to Eric for over three months. So like to, to think that the first time I talked to him, he's going to fire me uh, when he hadn't been around for so long. That part, like I wasn't thinking that it didn't make sense. And we had a pretty good call right when he stepped away three, three months prior. So our call three months prior had no indicate actually that first call, we talked about the future and some other things. So, no, I didn't see it coming. Um, wow, that's a trip. You hadn't talked to him in three months, and then the first time, or, or however long, two months, and then and then when the first time you talked to him, it's like, hey, Dave, what's up? Um, we're moving. The company's moving forward without you. Literally, the first time you talked to him, basically, yeah. Wow, that's 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 amazing. Okay. Um, I don't think I felt that what you're talking about, um, what you're describing. Partially because, um, you know, right away there was a lot of uh, community support and uh, the sentiment was really not like um, positive towards the decision, but more supportive of me. So that uh, I kind of, you know, you get caught up in the, it's easy to get caught up in the positivity or to let yourself follow the positive narrative rather than getting sucked into the negative of the moment and the situation. Um, how about, how about when you left the uh, military? Did you feel that like a, a loss of identity a little bit? No, I think in the later years I lost, I felt like I lost the identity in the beginning. What I mean by that is, uh, as I've grown further away from that community, I feel that I want more connection and attachment to it. When I first got out, I didn't 
really care. I was ready to be done with it. And, and what I mean by that is I didn't care. Uh, like it didn't, getting out was the right thing at the time because of my opportunity with CrossFit and the opportunity I had um, to, to take care of myself and my family financially and professionally. It was a very unique position I was in. And I'd been working for CrossFit three years already while I was still active duty. So the decision to get out and actually continue, does that 999 go to me or you? Me, me. Is everyone seeing that or are we only, the only ones seeing it? Everyone's seen it. I put it up there to show off. Okay, got it. Let's talk about the split of this call's financial. <laughs> After I get out off the call, so um, so one so two things with my transition out. One, I was already working full time for CrossFit for three years while I was in. So it was really just turning off an email, stop reporting into the Navy, and continue doing the exact same thing I had done for the previous three years. I told someone recently who was like, "Oh, it's telling another seal, Carter, on a rug." I don't know if I've even ever told anyone this. Um, uh, not told anyone. I've told people. You probably know. But on a podcast, the 2009 games, I was programming from Afghanistan. And a lot of people don't realize a seminar. You know that. I know you know that because you were around that. Seminars, I was programming, not programming, scheduling and staffing from Afghanistan. And so um, I had done one last deployment overseas with some friends to kind of just like before I knew I was going to get out of that is actually nine when I got out, not 10. I say 10 often, but it was late nine. Um, I did one last deployment just to kind of know that I was completely done with it at the time and um, got out. And But the transition, so my point is the transition was easy. As I years have passed and I've grown further from it, I kind of wish I still had a connection. And uh, I've often thought, you know, if I wouldn't have had the CrossFit opportunity, I would have stayed in for 20 years for sure. I'd be retired. I've retired in the last couple of years. But um, if you were so, still alive, if you're still alive, I'm still alive. True. Dave, I remember I'm um, not only I remember you um, doing more than just programming the games. I would speak to you. I don't know if you re recall. I would speak to you a lot. There was something back then we used G chat. I don't even see it yeah. anymore on Google. And anytime I say your green dot come up, I would chat you over there. I chatted you fucking a thousand times when you were over there at all hours of the day and night. And you would, and you were, you were, you were very, uh, when you were over there, this is for Dave, no one else. I'll take $5 to him today. Um, I, um, you were very short those days. You were very abrasive and very short. Like if I were to G chat you and you didn't want to talk, you'd be like, don't chat me. And then I would just wait 12 hours and I would chat you again and you would, it would be bad. I'd be like, Hey, what's up? And you, we would talk some work stuff. And then, and then that would be it. I, you know, I don't but we like chatted that. a lot. Like every day we chatted while you were deployed, you were working. Like we would do work while you were deployed. Yeah. I don't like talking about that stuff as you know, but while I was, uh, we, it was busy. I wasn't there that long, just a couple months, month and a half, maybe it was a quick trip. Um, we we're busy. And we were on a night rotation. We'd sleep through the day and work at night. And so that was short. Yeah, for sure. You know, one other thing I remember from that is I was reading Good Calories, Bad Calories through that trip. Oh, who? Uh, Taubes. Yeah, Gary Taubes. Um, good book. You still, you li you, you still li live by it? I wouldn't say I live by it. I would like to revisit it again. I'd, I'd read it again. Uh, put towards Dave's haircut fund, 20 bucks. So, so, um, 
the the impact of leaving the seals um was uh sort of helped um because you already had another identity you were building it because you've been at crossfit for three years um i'm not gonna left you out to the hook of what it felt like to be fired but i want to go back to this one other idea here real quick you all you said right there that you um I remember when you came, you wanted to distance yourself from that stuff too. You never wanted to talk about it. Like you were, did never wore camo shit. You never, um, you, you never did any, any of the seal shit. You stayed away from yeah, to basically talking about it. the exact opposite thing, thing that we see a lot of other seals do. But, but then recently I see you not recently in the last five years, I see you like doing fundraisers for like Navy seal foundation, um, being more vocal, um, you did a, a hero wad recently on your own, which I'd, I'd like to ask you a question about. But what? But what really shocked me is two days ago you posted a picture of yourself, um, uh, Caleb. I don't know if you can pull that up on his Instagram. You posted a picture of that kind of fucking blew blew me out of the water. I was because I never see you do anything like that. Well, I've become more comfortable with like the knowledge of what I did. I still won't tell stories, but I still won't use all the hashtags or nothing in there says you know, anything about any of who those people are, who I am. Obviously, it's an image of me doing what I used to do. But I, I went to the training Instagram and um, Nicole and some of the other team had told me that they had just um, created the Ignite program. And I knew even when I was working with CrossFit, they were working on it. And so I went to Instagram and I saw that. And I'm like, oh, I need to repost this. I need to share it on my account because this is super cool. And like it hit me, I'm like, oh, I should share it with a photo of myself with some of the army people I've worked with. And I thought of photos and I laughed when I thought of that photo because like that's like two, two and a half years of hair growth there. <laughs> that's not insignificant. And, uh, and I was active duty Navy. And so like that's very unique. Um, so I came across that photo and uh, – or I, I thought about that photo and then I decided to put it up there. I sent it to Eric Diaz and said, Hey, um, blur out the faces of everyone else and blur out the patches. Um, actually my patch, he didn't blur out, which is fine. It's a Jim Jones patch. So Jim Jones, oh. Mark Twight, it's a Mark Twight patch is, uh, is what my patch is there in the center. Why blur out uh, people's patches? Can you identify them by their patches? Maybe not them, but the units potentially. So I just didn't even want to go there. Uh, so, so I'm going to go off in another direction here. So wait, what's going on? Tell me about this ignite program. Is this the one where the United States military will pay for people's L one to take their L one at this point? I think it's only the army active duty army and they will. Yes, exactly. That the army ignite will pay for active duty soldiers. So army guys, gals to go through a level one, I think a level two and maybe some other courses. Which is That's super cool. cool. So, uh, uh, Taylor, someone DM'd me last night and said, "Hey, this is awesome! I'm getting half of my ODA team to go through this ASAP." Yeah, um, Caleb, how many dudes are there? How many dudes and chicks are there in the army? So you're telling me theoretically, or three, four hundred thousand, roughly three, four hundred thousand. Why would anyone in the army not do this? This is like the best two days of your life. Maybe I'm wrong. Google it. So. Caleb, Google it. How many people are in the army? This is crazy. So the United States government has agreed to that? Well, here's the thing. I don't know. So Army Ignite, I don't know if that's the government. Okay, so that's close. 480. Um, I don't it, it might be I don't know what it is. 
Either way, if you're in the army and you don't take advantage of this, you're crazy. Is this easy to do, or is this like 37 pages of paperwork? Do you know? Like if you're in the I army, no idea. No idea. Oh, oh. I gotta dive into it. Okay, but theoretically, if it works, if you're in the army, you can go take your L1 for free. The U.S. government will pay for it. Yeah, and the way I read the description, I got to talk to the seminar team, but it sounds like they'll also, if you get enough guys, they'll send a team out to you and do a seminar. So let's say you have 30 guys who will do it. Best use of my tax money I've fucking ever heard. Best use of my tax money I've ever heard. Going to sending soldiers to their L1. That's awesome. Um, in in those five months, um, so so you you did you when you were released from CrossFit when you were fired from CrossFit um how how long and, and what in from your then and your official start date how long how much time elapsed you know yeah, I guess like January fourth to a couple of weeks ago right so like five months five and a half months okay um did you I I, I noticed that you um I don't want to say you got closer to the community but you you seeped into the community. I would see that you were going to affiliates. You were still talking to people like, um, um, uh, Mr. Rogue, Bill Henniger. I would, I just saw that you, you didn't, you didn't run from the community. Like I thought that there may have been a chance you may have done. I, when people said, what's Dave going to do? Part of me thought, Oh, he's just going to pack his family up to Alaska and disappear. Uh, yeah, maybe that, that even crossed my mind, not packing up to Alaska and disappearing, but like, kind of just completely um, extracting from the community, pulling out. But it just, like, it was, it came through my mind quickly. It just doesn't make sense. It didn't make sense, especially with all the support I've had and what I've done, been involved in the community for the last 15 years. Um, it, it, you know, I'm part of the community, regardless if I'm working for CrossFit or not. And that's what I realized quickly. Like, I could not work for CrossFit and still be someone in the community. But but if I would have asked you that, I think before um, you, or let's say the week you got fired or a month before you got fired, I said, hey, imagine you got fired. You wouldn't have imagined that probably. What changed? Was it an ego thing? Like you let your ego down or, or what changed? What made you realize that like, hey, even if I'm not going to be work for HQ, I'm still going to be a part of the community? I mean, honestly, I think it was like the massive support that I was receiving from the community, from staff, from trainers from seminar staff, from affiliates, from members in the community, from athletes, like just across the board, you name a section of our community, there was a large amount of support coming from that section of the community for me. And that was, uh, that you know, that was, it made me feel uh, appreciated and still welcome and wanted in the community. As your friend, I know this, uh, and and I let's, and I uh, let's let's not um, let's not use that term too much anymore. Let's like, uh, okay, to, okay. You know? As your as your former colleague and acquaintance, I don't like to use insider information, but but uh, in an interview, I like to play just stupid so uh, um, everything runs smoothly. But I think it's fair to say, from what I know of you, that you saw the CrossFit Games as your Like the guy who's been working on his 57 Chevy in his garage for fucking 27 years. It's everything fucking to him. You know what I, I mean? I saw it as a child for sure. 
he scours the earth to looking for that one knob so that he wants to build a 57 Chevy exactly the way it was in 1957. He's, he's even looking for the exact thread that was used to see the, the difference, seats together. The difference, the difference is the dude didn't give birth to the fucking 57 Chevy. Right? The 57, <laughs> the 57 Chevy existed 30 years before he came around. I literally fucking gave birth to the CrossFit games. Yes. And so, uh, you know, people every year would ask me, which workout was your favorite? And as stupid as it sounds, it's like, hey, they're like a child to me. They're like children. I don't fucking, I don't look at them in that way. I don't say this one's my favorite. And like, they're all, they're all something special to me. And they all, there were a long path to get their games for any given year. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't, I don't, that 57 analogy, 57 Chevy analogy doesn't resonate, but more like um, a child or something yeah. like raised is more appropriate because I saw it from its infancy when it was nothing to uh, what it was up until now. So you have the, uh, this guy definitely is giving the money to me. <laughs> Thank you, Olson, for the kind words. Um, so when you have that taken from you, um, you have to be tripping, right? Because you can't take any of it with you. You must have been tripping. And, and I want to tie that in with, did you think, did, was there ever a point where you thought that you were gone 100%? Like, like you're like, oh shit, I'm gone. Like, did you ever accept it and surrender to the fact you were gone? Or are you like, like me, I'm still kicking and streaming at the front doors. Like, were you, ever, were you delusional ever? Like, okay, there's a 1% chance I'll be back. Like, did you keep the dream alive or... Very and now, and, and now that you know your kid can be taken from you, is your relationship with a different man? What a fucking mess. Sorry, go on. Very quickly. I knew there was a chance I could be back. You did? Yeah. Uh, oh, so, like you had a clue? I wouldn't say it was a clue. Because but hope. Yeah, hope's a fine word for that, yeah. So so let, let me ask you this. Did you have insider information or was it like, holy shit, there's 15,000 people in my fucking DMs who are telling me they miss me. I know this is going to fucking might change some opinions. More like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're like, oh shit. Like you thought the concert was over and they're outside clamoring for an encore. Yeah. Talking with my affiliate owner of 16 years, they mentioned that nobody reaches out to them from HQ, but they seem hopeful that Dave was brought back for the new role. I'm definitely glad he's back. I had some concerns. Uh, Michael, send me uh, contact info for your affiliate and I'll reach out to them today. Is that uh, where uh, Dave at CrossFit? Uh, for now, TDC at CastroRanch.com. TDC at CastroRanch.com. Correct. So, Michael, now the ball's in your court, buddy. You just, you just, uh, thank you for the money, but all you got to do is send that over to uh, Dave. And he'll reach out to your affiliate owner. Um, do you think that there's un, un, unfulfillable expectations now going to be put on you? I mean, there's fucking 10,000 or 15,000 uh, affiliates. And this is a common thread I'm hearing. The vast majority of people who, who reached out to me, let's say 90%, they wanted to, me to ask you about games. But the other 10% are clear, cut, and dry. They're really hopeful of how you're going to uh, affect the community and the affiliate owners. Are, are, you up, are you up for that? What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely up for it. Uh, super motivated by it. Even as even when I was running the games for the last 15 years, you know this as well as anyone, 
I didn't ever even in my mind put that above the CrossFit Games. And, and actually, oftentimes, the CrossFit Games had to be measured in, in significance or importance to the world relative to the affiliates and the training. Look, the, the affiliates are where all the magic happens. We're changing lives there. People are coming into a gym that are 200, 300 pounds, and they're losing 50, 60, 70, 100 pounds of weight, and they're coming off their meds, and they're changing their lives. And the magic, it's interesting because our superheroes in CrossFit are the athletes, and they should be people. They should be um, inspiration for a lot of people. But the true superheroes, the true fucking superheroes of our community are the coaches, are the coaches in the gyms and the affiliate owners who give those coaches um, the power and ability to change people's lives. Those are the superheroes of our community. And uh, they don't get the credit or the attention they need. And um, I want to change that. I, I know we're going to change it. And I want to help. Uh, I want to help spread that message and help um, let people know that those, those locations are life changers. They are going to make your life and your family's life much healthier and much better off. Um, if you can just make the commitment to actually cross, crossing the threshold, go in, go through the door, cross that threshold and your life will be changed. Um, can I, can I see the back of your chair? Oh, no, I, I wanted to see the back of your chair. Greg bought me this chair and I was wondering if he bought you one too. He didn't buy me that chair. <laughs> He's bought me a few things. This chair wasn't one of them. When you were running the games, you yelled at me very aggressively more than once that there weren't enough commercials at the games highlighting the affiliates. It was uh, absolutely. It was a constant thing. You were constantly pounding into me. It's it, it's it's interesting how much um, vision and direction you gave um, the media team around uh, promoting the affiliates. Yeah, that was that was always a thing. Hey man, we need commercials promoting the affiliates. We need commercials promoting the affiliates. Absolutely. I I, I posted I posted a video the other day of you talking about the importance of of um, what to be focused on in order for the CrossFit games to grow. And it's basically, you know, the thing focus, I'm paraphrasing, but focus on excellence. Don't focus on growth, focus on excellence. And then the rest will, will, will fall into play. Do you, when, when I think of the company now, I don't think that that's kind of what they're doing. I think of them as being owned by um, being driven by, by profits. And I'm not hating on that. I love money. There's nothing, there's nothing after you have your health, there's nothing more fun than having a shitload of fucking money. It's dope. Um, how do you how do you fit into that how does someone who comes up from that lineage that we came up with where excellence 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 and now and now or, or do i misunderstand am i misunderstanding crossfit i think i disagree with you at this point i believe okay. they are chasing excellence obviously we're a privately owned company and profits and making money matter but mm -hmm. i do believe in this commitment from the leadership on making things better, making things that we do the best they possibly can be and focusing on the, um, on the core aspects of CrossFit, kind of just like resetting and making sure those things that change people's lives, the affiliates, the training are, um, are optimized essentially. And, and excellence, excellence does matter to them. And, and I believe them in that. And uh, I'm also going to 
basically hold ourselves and hold the team accountable to that and make sure that it matters not um, and that we're not just chasing profit uh, blindlessly and that actually there is some meat there. So I want to ask you to um, watch for that, respect that, and understand I don't think they want us to completely sell out and completely just chase money um, at all costs. I do believe in them and I'm trusting them, going to work closely with them and we're going to do these things to kind of re-solidify and re-establish that quality and all of those things make a difference and matter to us and, and, and it matters to them. But also at the end of the day, there are going to be a gap. Yeah, there's trying to also make money. And it's like, you can't let, you can't, so when trying to make money, you just can't fucking let that be here and quality come down here. But let's keep quality high and also let's try to run a profitable business. There's nothing wrong. There's no um, error in having uh, a perspective where we're trying to focus on our core, keep quality high and, and make money. You know, yeah. that's a uh, respectable business, right? Well, I do know that it, 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 when I worked there, uh, all of our all of our colleagues deserved. Everyone deserved to get paid twice as much as they did. And 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 I don't like to use that word "deserve," but <laughs> man, it, people were fucking committed. And 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 I believe that way. It, it, it bums me out when people say affiliates charge too much for a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, five hundred dollars a month, because I don't think any affiliate owner or coach should be making less than two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. The ones who are out there carrying, which is the vast majority of them, and I think the vast majority of boxes are amazing. I think, I think if you were to look at the quality of police officers, and, and I don't mean to pick on police officers, quality of school teachers, quality of attorneys, and put them up against the quality of uh, uh, gym um, uh, owners and gym coaches, uh, the, the gym coaches and owners um, dust them. I think cause, because I think most of the people are passionate about their jobs. So, okay, we'll watch that. We'll watch that. And, 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 I'm, and, I'm, and I'm glad to hear you say that. Um, uh, who do who who do you report to? You, want, you, you want to know what I almost said to that question? I almost said instead of watch it, I almost said trust me. But and I learned this law from Gray, and and it stuck with me. But never fucking trust. Don't take trust me as a response because that's the most shallow and empty. Like no, I need more reassurance. Maybe not even reassurance, but I just uh, trust me is such a shitty thing to say to someone. It's like let me give you either direction, like watch. And that way I'm not asking you to have like, I'm not asking, I'm not putting it on this notion that I'm going to make it happen and you just have to trust me. Uh, whatever. Hold my beer. Yeah. Um, who, who, who's your, who do you report directly to? Uh, right now, Allison. And, 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 and Allison is the CEO. Yes. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, that's like a really good sign. That's like a really, really good sign. So you, so there was that concern I had too, that you were just being brought on for, it was a stunt. I don't, uh, maybe, okay, so check this out. Uh -huh. Maybe there's some people who want it to be a stunt or some people who think it's a stunt. Not Allison or any of the leadership. I'm not talking about that. Um, this is not a fucking stunt. And I do not view it as a stunt. And I am here to uh, help contribute and help make a difference and help advise and help guide and uh, reach out and be involved in the community. And like, there is no aspect of um, the other pieces too, is like, you know me, like I'll create and craft um, and expand or 
modify and adjust the role as needed. So I'm not, uh, so it's not a stunt, but uh, I have, I have, yeah, it's not a stunt. Can, can you please convince my wife to help me and let me open a CrossFit gym? Oh, bro, that's your problem. You got to be, I'm not getting involved in that. Uh, or, or send me 50 bucks and I'll help you. Um, Dave, what's your opinion? Uh, George uh, Martinez, uh, Jorge Martinez, uh, results specialist. Um, hey, Dave, what's your opinion of Andrew Hiller? Um, do you know who that is, Andrew Hiller? The, the guy who's been making yeah, all the so videos that have been critical. Of, not like, he's been giving feedback on judging and, and, yeah, I know. Uh, to put obviously, it. he came onto the scene this year uh, in a very vocal way. Uh, what's my opinion? Of, uh, not much of a, an opinion of his content because I haven't consumed any of it. I, I don't look at it. Of his existence, of what he represents, it is 100 fucking percent necessary. And what I mean by that is in sporting world, and even take a look at Stephen A. Smith, the shit he says about athletes or coaches or sports, and he's paid 15, 20 million a year by ESPN to do that. Um, he's highly critical of people. He's highly critical of athletes. He's highly critical of performance. He's highly critical of refs. All of the best sports commentators are. And this notion that our sport should be absent or free of criticism means we're not yet a big time sport. <laughs> so like, to, to, to part of the process of being a major sport is criticism, criticism of the athletes, criticism of the process, process, criticism of the organizers, criticism of it all. And so like when people were critical of me, I was like, this is fucking good. This is part of, this is it. This is part of sport. There's going to be people who love me and there's going to be people who hate me. There's people who love Dana White. There's people who hate Dana White. Nobody hates Dana White. Nobody. Hates Ultimately Dana. they're all, following and contributing to the sport. So for the sport, which is ultimately, and I've had these discussions internally for a long time, the entertainment wing of CrossFit, the sport is entertainment. That is 100% necessary. Is, is he going to make people feel uncomfortable? Fuck yeah. Does Stephen A. Smith make people feel uncomfortable? Fuck yeah. Um, it's fine, totally fine. And not only is it fine, it's also necessary. Are there people who don't want it at all? For sure. Because they have their ideal, their ideal image of the sport, their ideal of, of the CrossFit games is this box and it's their comfort zone and Hiller's outside of their ideal. Um, their, your ideal is your ideal. You got to get used to fucking your your way of things not being the only expression of it. So like, <laughs> Rich, I, I love you, brother. Uh, um, anyways, he just threw me on my game. So, <laughs> the, 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 those this is the guys, expression and criticism in Stephen A. Smith. And it's like, hey, we've arrived when we have people like Hiller. Yeah. It's a sign that we're growing. In a very verbose way. Yes, exactly. Hey, I mean, I got hated on fucking, I got hated on 15 years ago, all the way up until now. I still get hated on whatever. Right. It's just right. part of it. Um, right. Don't if it bothers you, don't listen to it. Uh, right. But it's part of sport. It's part of the community. So take the entertainment and the sport wing out. I'm not saying that's the only place it happens. Let's take it back to affiliates and training and, and the community. That's such a large, interesting, unique place for people to uh, come together that, 
getting hated on there even happens. So it's just life. It's just no one. No one hates rich. So uh, that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't even miss a beat. You didn't even miss a beat. Um, And so back to Hiller. So it's super unique what he's done. Again, I think it's necessary. Uh, is he going to piss people off? Yes. Um, I, I, I kind of wish, <laughs> I kind of wish Hiller was around during my reign because I think he would have been fun for me to kind of tangle with. Um, yeah. So that would have been entertainment for me. Um, do you think it's a mistake that people um, push um, people away like that as opposed to sort of lean into it? Okay, so push away or lean into um, – no, I don't think it's a mistake that people push him away because there's going to be people that he upsets and really fucking pisses off. Those people can push him away, but they have to accept that he's there to stay. Um, so pushing away or leaning into are just different strategies, really uh, strategies of how to approach what he's doing. Uh, really, though, it's more of a – I'm kind of coming from, from this perspective of acceptance. He's there. Right, right. right. He exists. He's not going away. One strategy is push him away. Another strategy is bring him in. That's just a personal approach. Uh, Eli says, I'm coming to the street parking fitness freedom in a couple of weeks. Thanks for opening up the ranch to the community. Thanks. For if, 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 um, if you would have still worked at CrossFit, would you still open that up to street parking? I think so. Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck no, no, I couldn't have. If I'd have still worked across it, I'd be programming the games right now. And like July time frame is like massive testing for me. This whole place would be just fucking in full speed testing mode all up into the games. So are you are you mourning? Are you in mourning? For the game stuff? Yeah, that the, 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 the game are you in mourning because your baby is no longer your baby? So the way the baby was pulled from my grasp was not cool. I do not appreciate that. I had a plan and a vision to eventually let the baby go that was accelerated and that was um, forced on me. I don't appreciate that. I'm not like obviously not ecstatic about how it happened, getting fired. And then, and, 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 and interestingly, like I didn't care about getting fired. It's like, fuck, now I can't program the games or now I don't have the games. That part was like, this sucks. Um, so they should have just taken your paycheck and kept you. <laughs> hey, I bet you would have done it. Oh, program the games without, without getting my paycheck? Fuck yeah, I would have done it. I know. That's what I mean. They could have just totally just bent you over. Okay, um, go. so go on. So how? So are you in mourning? That's the question. I'm not in mourning at this point, no. I don't know if I was ever in mourning. I was just like, okay, well, um, this sucks. That's where my head was. This sucks. I got the, the games pulled away from the, the The programming of the games pulled away from me. I had this vision. I was going to program to 20 years, and then I was done. So five more years of programming. And uh, that's where, like, my head was in, like, coming up to this, even leading to this. Uh, for the last year, I'm like, okay, I don't want to program them all. I got five more years of programming. I'm going to make this landmark of 20 years of programming and uh, or with this personal goal. 
and then I'm out. And now I'm not in in that mindset. I wasn't out of CrossFit or I wasn't out of the running of it, but I was just completely out of the programming of it. Honestly, and that acceleration process, the way I had modeled it in my mind, would have started the would have initiated a grooming process. And so um, in that this year, more so 16 and 17, I would have started uh, teaching and bringing someone up to take over the programming, giving them more responsibility. And then the 20 would have been the final and then completely turned it over. So the grooming would have been 2022, 23, 24, 25. Basically the grooming, the grooming is like, it was that, that that, this should not, I should not have been fired without that having been thought of in terms of, Hey, there should be some grooming transition or some grooming of someone to, to, to take this over because like, well, they made that mistake twice over there, Dave, they did that to, there should have been someone to replace you. And there should have been someone to replace Eric Rosa almost right away as we know, when you fire top, when you fire powerful people in the company, there becomes a power vacuum. I don't mean to attack where you're, you're home now, but. Um, so, so why I say the grooming in this aspect was important because there's so 15 years of experience and 15 years of um, institutional knowledge, call it, uh, that was basically sucked out of programming. I'm not talking about, I'm just talking singularly of programming the CrossFit games. And that's what, um, that, that process could have, there should have been a grooming process, I believe. uh, Matt Burns, someone asked Dave if he would work for you if you were CEO of, I asked Dave that uh, five or six years ago. I asked him that. What was the question? Uh, if you would work for me, if I was CEO, I already know the answer. I asked him many years ago. Yeah, I'd, I'd work for him. Um, what what is what is your job now? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell I'm, me, Davey. I'm the CEO and some of the executive team, and I'm also going to uh, be an ambassador to the community for, from HQ for and get out and um, kind of lean into the community, work with the community, uh, talk to them. I've been going on a listening tour essentially with uh, local affiliates, some affiliates not quite local. Yesterday, I talked to some affiliates from Brazil. And I want to do that across multiple areas of the company. So I'm going to do that within, I'm going to do that in sport. I'm going to do that in affiliates. I'm already doing that in affiliates. I'm already doing that in training. I have my own ways. I'll do it uh, in sport, not necessarily the sport team, but with the community, with the athletes, people like Rich, um, people like Tia. So I'm going to just get, I actually, it's interesting because when I look at the world, here I was in sport in the games now I see myself here and I see myself here. So I see having a little more latitude to be involved across uh, more of the, definitely more of the community and more of the company. And, you know, tremendous support from, from Nicole and Gary in that. So I'm really excited about uh, Nicole with me leaning back into training and Gary. Gary really wants to work me hard in uh, hitting up affiliates and getting out and visiting and uh, supporting his EDU business, EDU, I'm sorry, uh, gym business. Uh, note to Gary, you better keep him busy. This man is a builder. If he stays still for a second, he's going to build something. <laughs> um, 
I, 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 and you come from a, um, I don't know what it was like in, in the, um, Navy, but I've never seen a team that gives and takes as much feedback as the L one, um, training team or whatever you call them now, the training team that works under Nicole Carroll and used to work under you. The feedback is, is fast and furious and it's not for everyone. It's for people really who only want to get better. It, it, it's actually was really, uh, gave me anxiety the way you guys would always be giving each other feedback. And recently I sat down with, um, six, L1 trainers, I think three of them were flow masters and they all talked about how it's like the greatest thing that happened to them in their life, getting sort of incorporated into that feedback loop that happens there. Now you're, and I know, so I know Nicole knows how to work with that. What, um, and, 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 and I, and I assume um, Justin does too. You said you're going to be working with sports. So I know he will, but what about Gary and the other people in the other departments are they going to be able to handle that type of, I mean, it's, it's raw over at CrossFit. It's raw what you guys do. The constant the feedback question? loop. The question. Are they going to be able to handle you? Are they going to be able to handle the feedback you're giving? Would you have to, ch- I mean, it's a different landscape. Are, are you going to have to change your protocol with how you engage with them versus how you used to engage with me or Nicole or with Justin? I mean, things were very high level of communication, not a lot of wasted words, very, you know, um, you just you just told it like it is, and that whole L one team does that. That whole L one team squat deeper. A lot of the people I'll work, I'll be working closely with. Uh, I've worked with for years, and even those I haven't worked with for years understand how I work. Um, the feedback I'm giving to people, I hope I don't think I will. Let me rephrase this. I'm not going to come into some of these areas. And, and I'm not expected to, and I don't want to, and just be like, oh, you guys are doing this all fucked up. This is the way you should be doing it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not, <laughs> like you come into I'm, my office and you'd be like, dude. And I'd be like, what? That's not, <laughs> that's not what I'm being asked to do, and that's okay. not what I'm looking at doing at all. So I don't think it's as big of a problem as maybe, not a problem, but as an issue as you were making it out to be. Okay. Well, I, I, for, for, for people who want to get shit done, I give it to you completely. It's common. Um, there's a question here. I forgot to ask you, um, just a small deep. That's uh, to advertise by the my coffee sponsor, paper street coffee. That's how I Where get are they uh, New Jersey guy, um, gets the beans and bruise them and uh, roast them himself. Really, uh, I've never, I, I, I don't know if people know this. I don't watch your podcast, but you're really sophisticated with your graphics and shit. Thank you. I appreciate it. And my guests, and my guests, to match my guests. Uh, can you go back to that um, picture again one more time? Sorry, Dave, I, I don't mean to bug you about this picture. Um, so are these not SEALs right here? Were, were these Army guys? I have it in my notes. What was Dave doing with those guys right there? I was in Iraq on a uh, little deployment. They are Army guys. My caption says, the guy to my right is an 80 guy. And then uh, the three others are army guys. And why are you with army guys? Just a little cross uh, unit, cross breeding, cross uh, kind of make two groups work together who traditionally didn't have a uh, who didn't work together too often. So you're that you're not. So are, that's not a SEAL team I'm looking at. Two of us are SEALs. The other three are not. And what are they? They're like um, green berets, something like that. Oh, Davey, I can't know what you're doing today, and I can't know who these guys are. Uh, hold on one second. Let me see if Caleb knows. Caleb, you know who he's with right here? You know what's going on here? Do you see anything that I don't see? No, I think I Googled it one time, and they just said, like, 
Dave Castro with ODA or something. I have no idea. What's ODA? It's just a like a Green Beret unit, I think. I don't know. Oh, so Michael Levine, Delta. Here we go. Davey. Come on, Davey. You can't hide. Can't hide from the group. His name's Mitchell Levine. Oh, Mitchell. Mitchell Levine. What did I say? Michael? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, let's just go in hard now. We've 48 minutes. Let's get over the softball questions. Um, that E. coli article that um, Morning Chalk Up wrote, uh, it, and I choose these words very carefully, how did that make you feel? Oh, I mean, it was fucking a lot, right? And uh, uh, not good. I was like, okay, so then I see the angle here. Two weeks after I'm fired, they're going to fucking say that I disregarded fucking, you know me better than anybody. If anyone says anything's dangerous, put the, take that fucking thing off. I don't want to look at it. Take it off. See? Uh, that, see? Feedback. Um, <laughs> I can see Caleb. He's like, he's like. Five, fucking five times a day, every day leading up to those events, I'm asking Danny or his brother or J-Mac or anyone, hey, what are the water conditions? Are we clear? Are we clear? Are we clear? And they'd always be like, yep, we're, we're in communication with the uh, with the officials. And um, uh, like, there, if they said the water's not good, I am not like, oh, fuck that. Let's put them in the water. My swim is more important. I could give a fuck. Like, hey, I'm actually like, I don't want the fucking responsibility of putting the athletes in water and getting them sick or having something happen because who's it going to reflect on me? So um, th that's, it was ridiculous when I saw it. And um, I have a lot more to say on it. I might not right now, but I might say eventually. The other thing too is, you know, when we'd swim in Santa, one year at Santa Monica, um, the teams had started and it wasn't actually Santa Monica, it was Manhattan. And the lifeguard comes over and he goes, hey, the team just started. Uh, we just saw a shark about like um, a couple hundred yards down the way. And I'm like, great, let's pull this. Let's pull the swimmers out. And he's like, no, 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 you don't need to pull them out. And I'm like, well, what about the shark? He's like, it's not an issue. If he starts coming back, we'll shoo him away. And I'm like, you'll fucking <laughs> shoo him away. Like, that's, that's, the, that's oh, your safety shit. protocol. The lifeguards are like, we'll, we'll shoo him away. And uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, it's not an issue. I just wanted to give you a heads up. We'll let you know if it becomes an issue. And like, that's what I mean. Like right there, I was like, okay, cool. Pull them out of the water. And and the safety people were like, no, stay, keep them in. But this notion that like, I'm so arrogant and so like maniacally going to continue on with my event um, that I, I disregarded that is is ridiculous and and the crazy part is how many people knew it was a lie from our team from my team and like yeah i mean everyone it's not true hey it's those same people how how lucky are people like rich and matt and tia it's those it's that same mindset that you're accused of um protecting athletes from from drug tests when they when it's the uh, exact when it's the exact opposite you would have loved to have just ended the event if there was E. coli. You would have loved to have ended if a sharks. And how you were, I remember you were like, if one of these motherfuckers is doing it, I'm catching them. The protecting of athlete thing in terms of drugs is ridiculous. And I think you told me that Hiller, he, he asserts that, right? He says that HQ uh, protects 
or protects their stars. I would go out of my way to fucking make sure Dan Bailey and Rich and eventually Matt and these guys who are the best were tested. And uh, we were testing all the time. And like I said, we'd go out of our way to make sure those who are the stars are tested on a regular basis as much as we at the time fiscally could have, meaning whatever our budget was for testing. Uh, if I had my way and we had a limited budget, we'd be testing them every every few weeks, uh, and more and more and more athletes year round. Uh, Do you awesome. even get the logic of protecting them? Like, like they would think, I, I never even understood yeah, their lo- logic. I do get the logic. It's, what is the logic? It's this. When Rich retired, people were like, oh, you just lost your biggest star. You guys are, um, you guys are fucked. And I'm like, hey, man, like Rich retiring does not matter at all. Like the next person will come in. The next athletes will come up. The sport is bigger than any one athlete. And um, it's the same with Frazier. When Frazier retired, it's not done. When Tia retires, it's not done. So people think because of that, that we are leveraging these individual athletes so hard and propping them up and want them to carry us and to carry the sport. And actually, uh, and so we need to protect them because we can't have our best uh, pop because then we couldn't have that person carry us. Uh, that's, that's, that's not the case. Um, we could catch Rich Froning. It would be, we could bust Rich Froning. He's not. Uh, it would be a, it would be a stain on the sport. It would be embarrassing for him. Again, let me rephrase it. He's not doing anything. But we would all move on. The sport. Yeah. Can you off. use Matt's name as the example? <laughs> I would, but I don't want to get destroyed on Rogan again for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I like it when you laugh. I can see Caleb laughing. I can see Caleb laughing. Um, someone, someone sent, told me that the reply button on .com has been broken for a month. Can you have Dave fix that? Can, can you put that in your notes? I, I will put that in my notes. What's the reply button? You know, the, like in the blog, I guess when the, there's the workout of the day and then you get, can you try it right now, Caleb? Can you go to CrossFit.com and, um, hit the reply button and we'll give Dave some real time feedback. He's the king of feedback. He'd love to see, um, have you, have you been asked by any, since, since you were, were you asked to program any of the semifinals? No. Were, were, just like that? You no? no? None of the semifinals contacted you? No. Uh, no. Uh, were you asked to, were, did the games team this year contact you in any way to um, ask for programming um, of of the games or, or any of the programming they did this year? How about the change they did? Well, answer that first. Are, are you involved in the programming this year for the CrossFit Games? No, but I told Boz I'd be uh, a resource or an asset or um, available to help him in any way he needs. And uh, in the open, um, when they changed the um, workouts, were you consulted about that, even though you'd been fired? No. Do you you think you will? By the way, this is the most common. 90% of the questions want me to ask you these questions. People want me to ask you these questions. Sorry, I'm almost a little embarrassed asking you them, to be honest, because it's more than I care. But um, um, do you think you will be programming the games in the future? I don't know. Hmm. That kind of keeps some hope alive. (laughs) 
what what's your what's your relationship like with um uh bill henniger um a couple days ago andrew hiller put out a video basically saying that um uh bill henniger is the don corleone of the fitness world that basically he's the guy in the fitness world like you know he's the kind of the jeff bezos of the fitness world and that he can make things happen and he i don't know if he's joking but he alludes that that um he says because the, a week after you were let go you were fired a, sh- a dave castro shirt came out on uh, rogue fitness and that he thinks that somehow dave uh, bill had his hands in your return that he kind of he he walked over to uh CrossFit HQ and said, Hey, you guys got to pay me back this favor and bring Dave back. I think he's kind of joking, but what is your relationship like with uh, Bill? It's uh, really close. We're good. It's good. We're really close. Um, over the years, we've grown, grown closer and become better friends. We've always worked together well, but through, and it, it was all, it all started with the games, obviously. And actually, before that, his first seminar was a seminar in Santa Cruz. Um, with uh greg i think greg was yeah greg was teaching i was teaching nicole was teaching what year was that seven six seven or seven eight and it's funny he mentioned this to me the other day when i was with him there's a video there's an old video of me spinning or him (coughs) spinning a tire on a bike because the concept two lady had us come up and she turned a bicycle over and to to talk about how the um drag function on a uh on a concept two work, rower works, she she did this little display with uh, with a tire, and he and I were in that video, and um, so we go way back. He's an affiliate owner from back then. I remember at another seminar he came through to get his level two back then. To get your level two, you only had to go to it um, and be a staff member, and you didn't have to actually go to a course. And he taught there, and he talked to me about the company the company he was starting, and he gave me a jump rope at the time and um and the company was starting was rogue and then a few years later uh at the games 2008 katie won the games his wife i don't think she was his wife at the time so he was there at the eight games and then 2009 he started supplying equipment boxes and and whatnot and then as the years progressed they became the official equipment provider of the crossfit games and so we had to work closely um a lot of ideas I'm looking for. I have this sketch of the big bob. A lot of ideas. Hold on, I think it's right here. A lot of ideas over the years um, I'd come up with and I'd uh, sketch and send to him. And then he would come back and he'd make it happen or he'd have some ideas. So this, on a flight once, this is like the original sketch of the big bob. I sketched this out. I was like, we need something for the teams to push and pull. And I had all these different pat- paddles on, but I was going through some of my old notes and I found this out, found this. And see, it says uh, here, it says, hold on, where here? Oops, wrong side. Here it says push, here it says pull. And that's like, so I sent him this image or this sketch and that's how he made the big bob. So we had a great relationship uh, over the years in terms of, gear and and then executing the games and he's had some great ideas for me uh, specifically you know the rulers he really pushed the rulers and the standardized floor he pushed years before i had bought into it and then finally i was like yeah that is a good that is a good idea and so he made that happen but i think ultimately um around the time i was made ceo and uh, greg was 
uh, Jesse Salome, yeah, Salome Company at that time, he kind of really leaned in and started, uh, he gave me a bunch of good advice and he stayed in contact with me even through the Greg thing before I was made CEO and through all of that, um, it helped really, um, it, it almost took him more from a friend, just a friend uh, relationship to more of, I started viewing him as a mentor and someone I could bounce ideas off uh, bigger than just the games and, and, and get a good perspective and good guidance on. And when I say someone's, when I say someone, I, I view someone as a mentor, uh, no, that's uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I almost, I almost fucking fainted. I felt myself get like warm when you said that. I got no, uncomfortable. No, that's uncommon. There's very, 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 very few people I view or think of as mentors. Eric, thank you. Glad the man is back. Praise. That's when I think of Bill Henniger and I think of you, I think of two dudes that don't talk. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that's a pretty fair assessment. I don't think people realize that about me either. I don't know. Maybe they do more now than before. Um, I think people think like I really want like the limelight all the time and I want to be talking all the time. Uh, you know, that's not the case. If you, so here's the thing about you and Bill. If, if someone doesn't talk to you, you don't talk. You, 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 you don't need to say hi. You're not big into salutations. You're not big into those, like a lot of those formalities, you know? And um, in all the years that I saw Bill Henniger at the games, if I, I don't think I ever saw Bill talk unless he was spoken to, even though he was the King Dick. Like he just basically stands there and shit just happens around him. And is a, uh, a bad place to be in. No, 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 not not at all. So when I see, I, I kind of trip when I see that you go to Texas and when you go on these trips and you go to ranch, is it just the two of you? Yes. Yeah, I just trip on that. Do, do, are there long, long periods of silence? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> what, is one hour without talking a uh, lot? No, we're, we're, we're deep in conversation most of the time. You are? Yes. Wow, what a trip! What a trip! Let me know. Uh, um, I'm. I'll. I'll I, I don't like to leave home, but let me know next time you go. I'll, I won't say much. I just. I just want to kind of. I want to watch that. Um, I want to watch that go down. No, you guys can't call in right now. Don't get crazy. No one get crazy and try to call in. Talk today. I will let you know. Yeah, let me know, please. That would be great. Um. Wow, that's crazy. Do you have any other mentors? Fuck. Intellectually, I think Greg has been a tremendous mentor over the years. Like the way he's made me think of things, think about things, uh, perspective. <coughs> uh, because, you know, like there's nobody in the world. I don't know a lot of geniuses. He is one of them. And right. like um, that was that was something special. And having that relationship and having that kind of mind who would make you think of things untraditionally and unconventionally um, was was super formative of like when I came out of the military and started working with CrossFit. And when I was on the road with him in the beginning, uh, learned so much from him intellectually and just more like perspective and not being afraid to question and uh, <laughs> that's funny and not being afraid to question uh, 
established norms, not being um, also establishing definitions for discussion, how important that meant to uh, being on the same page, especially unwind that to like CrossFit. When we say fittest, when we say the fit fitness, or when we say, you know, we think we have the fittest, but we are claiming the fittest, uh, we're titling the fittest athlete in the world. Well, if you're talking to a marathon runner to go back to like the level one analogy, their definition of fitness might just be running fucking 26.2 miles in two hours and 10 uh, minutes. And so if that's how they define fitness and we're talking about fitness, we don't have the same definition of fitness there. We define fitness very differently than they do. Ours actually is mathematical and based in real science, thanks to Greg. Um, so for those reasons, like Greg, I, I do see him as a, as a mentor. Um, other than that, you know, um, all my mentors are from the military. All my mentors are SEALs. All my mentors who I consider, and even in there, it's the select few, but um, for very different reasons than mentors. When when you were CEO, I'm going to go back to something you said earlier that about um, an exit strategy after 20 years. When you were um, and, and and how it was expedited um, your exit and how you didn't like that. Um, but when you were made CEO, it was also kind of force expedited, right? Now at least you still you could oversee it as opposed to being fired. You can't even oversee it. What was your plan? Was that something in the short time that you were CEO that you thought of? Oh shit, I need to put a plan together for the games quickly. And, and what did that look like? So the plan for the games at that time was who gives a shit about the games? <laughs> and I mean that because like, once again, the reality is the community, especially the dis, uh, the, the, the fucking, it was just a mess. Everyone was pissed off. Affiliates were leaving. Trainers were pissed off. Um, there was just so much like noise and so much uh, anger towards CrossFit, towards Greg that like, Hey, like, Let's worry about the games. Fuck the games. The house is burning down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, seminars are getting canceled. More for COVID, not because of Greg's stuff. Uh, affiliates are pissed off. We got like, to get our house in order before we worry about the shed in the backyard. And so like, it, my perspective was, you know, we cannot think about the games for a minute and just think about um, the things that matter at this point and really – solidify it and make those um, happen. There's one, regret, there's one regret I have during that phase. I should have done more. I did a lot, but I should have done- You should I, have done more. Yeah, I, here's what I mean. Uh, so about a month into it, or maybe in a few weeks, I knew the sale was gonna happen. I knew Rosa was gonna come in. And uh, there was still like a few weeks, three or four weeks of just like, um, People knew I was the CEO, but I knew Rosa was coming and the world didn't. In that period, I kind of just, as respect to Rosa and the transition, I kind of shut down, not shut down, but just chilled out on new things. I should have fucking crammed a few more new things in. <laughs> a good thing, the good things for the community. Of course. Uh, I recently watched the Tahoe events from 2011 and 12. Bill made a comment that he wants to bring manufacturing jobs back to the U.S. Much respect. I don't, I, I've heard him say that many times back then. Good uh, stuntman, Mike. That's really cool. You bring that up. Yeah, uh, Bill's a boss. Um, Tommy Rodriguez, this is for Dave's Whiskey Fund, not for Sevon. Glad you're back. Thanks, Tommy. 
Uh, okay, I'm going to be respectful. I was going to crack some mom jokes your way, Tommy. Um, no mom jokes. No mom jokes on this show. Uh, when when you um, when you when you became CEO, you immediately contacted me, and you know, the the entire media team had been fired for two years, and you had said to me, "Hey, start putting the media team back together." And I said, yeah. "Absolutely." And, um, I, one of the, I don't know if you remember, I know you were juggling a lot, but we were going to just kind of, we were going to rebuild some of the, I wanted to rebuild some of the old things. And you're like, Hey, don't be stuck in your old ways. It's okay to build old things, but fucking let's do some even better shit. And you were like, really drive me. I want you don't get comfortable and just do what we were doing. Why and when I was there, Andrew Weinstein told us several times he was running the media department, um, and we didn't even really know. No one ever told me I wasn't the media director or anything anymore. But just he would just run the meetings, and the meetings just sort of changed. There was no clear communication. But he would say to all of us, "We're a media company. We're a media company." And I got really excited because that was the kind of talk Greg used to give us, like in two thousand. You know, I can't remember. You know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Why, why, why isn't there a, a premium scene on that any anymore? Like uh, the way I see it is, is we made a huge mistake firing the media, getting rid of Facebook, getting rid of Instagram. And like, we lost our voice. We lost control of our narrative. It, and why isn't there in the last two years, how come the journal hasn't been brought back to the front? How come people aren't, how come it's not the, the OTT hasn't been launched on Apple TV. There's millions of people have been trapped at home for the last two years. We saw Netflix and Amazon explode. How come CrossFit's, I mean, we were a media fucking empire. We were running the fucking fitness shit. How come in, in the last two years, no one's and still to this day, all of that stuff. I mean, it would be relatively cheap just to push the old library up to the front. How come that, or, or do you just disagree with me completely? Do you think that's just, I mean, I'm open to you thinking it's stupid. No, I, I don't disagree with you and I don't think it's stupid. I think it's absolutely something that should be continued on, something that we should be doing and something that in the past couple of years, uh, arguably under Eric and this last year and a half, we didn't do much of it, but as you've noted. I mean, Greg turned it off. I don't mean to blame Eric, but but Eric could have turned it on. Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm going over the timeline. We didn't do much of it under Eric in the last year and a half, and we didn't do much of it for the last two years of Greg. Right. And so you said we didn't it. do any. Yeah, Greg turned it off. Um, it's been dead, and then it continued to be dead. And you know, Greg and Jeff, they had a strategy that I think they thought was good and it could have worked, and I really wanted it to work, but it just didn't happen. And that was this notion that like the world will tell the story for us better than us. And uh, we don't have to invest in it. Part of the world being like morning chocolate, like they're going to get out there and they're going to tell the story of affiliates and they're going to, and the community is going to, the thing is no one can do it like us and no one will do it for us. And no one has the reach that we have. So to some degree, letting others do it and, and, continuing to support people in doing that. And if they did it more, uh, that would be great. But the problem is they don't and they don't um, and they won't. And we actually shouldn't think of others as the home for doing stuff that spreads the word for our community out there. So we should be grasping that we should be running with that and we should be doing more of it. Um, I think we'll get there. And that's one of the things that I really want to drive is we should get to that point again. 
the the world still does it, um i i look at um people's stuff like um um the paul brothers stuff and it's like it's still it's still like grassroots me i mean they're killing it with grassroots media it's not it doesn't even have to be highly polished stuff as you know do you think i'm sorry to put you on the spot kind of here do, do you think that um that I'm doing CrossFit a disservice by with my podcast. There were there, there were like 111 comments the other day, and, and and the one I focused in on interesting was the negative one. The guy was very gentle, but he basically said, "Hey, dude, um, don't you, don't you think like I don't talking in the criticisms a little harsh? Like like, do you really think things are getting better? May like maybe you're, are you trying to sink a sinking boat, or are you trying to help a sinking boat? The kind of what he, I'm paraphrasing what he said, and and I and I took it to heart. Like, oh, that's a fair question. So, like I said, I don't watch your podcast. Um, right. And by the way, people, he's not lying. He does not watch. People in the comments are like, yes, he watches Hiller stuff. He does not. You have to know, Dave. He does not consume uh, media. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Dave. This style of media. Here's the thing uh, to that point. I've never watched. There's Okay, that's a lot. I can't say I've never watched a podcast. There was one podcast I have ever watched, and that was your very first one with Greg Glassman. You, I told you I pushed you into doing the podcast while you were working for CrossFit. You did it with Greg. And because I you told that, me to do it with Greg, Greg, you go and you better do the first one with Greg. Yeah, <laughs> you asked me for feedback on it, and I said, "Okay, great, I'll give you feedback." I pushed you into it. I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that," and I did that, and I watched it. And since then, I've never watched any fucking podcast, Rogan or anyone. Um, I would rather listen to books or read books, and so that's how I choose. To, if I'm driving, I'm not listening to podcasts. I'm listening to a book, um, right. or if I'm stationary at home reading book. it's just a personal preference nothing yeah. i don't care like whatever i'm not books are talking, good i'm not talking ill of podcasts at all uh, it's just my but i do hear i hear about your shit i mean it's impossible not to you sometimes post shit people tell me about it um so to your question you are definitely fucking riding a line and i will say this um you're supportive of the affiliates you're supportive of the community and i think you too much go after CrossFit, the company. I do not think the company is a sinking ship at all. I think it's uh, it's floating, and I think it's going to continue to go downstream, and passengers are going to keep jumping on board. Um, I don't I, at this point, especially with me in this position, um, I want to challenge you. I'm not going to ask you. I want to challenge you to try to not spew negativity for the sake of sensationalism or negativity towards HQ or towards, I'll just say HQ. Uh, give the, give us a chance. And you know, if it's not, uh, give them a chance and believe a little more in the personnel and the people and don't think everyone is so, uh, vicious or has bad intentions or they are purposely uh, doing things to, to hurt the community or to not grow the company or to not to, to, to take away from the things that you cherish of CrossFit are the same things that I cherish and the same things that others cherish. So yeah, I think you're at times riding the line at times fucking across the line for sure. <laughs> I think there's a slight mischaracterization. I um uh, and and uh, check this out. Uh, yes. This is gonna be hard, but if you want a punching bag, punch me. 
um, avoid some of those others. So I, I fucking can take it. Come at me and uh, and let's start there. Let's let's work through that. Understood. Um, I, I um, just to be clear, I, I don't think that most of the people are um, um, that that I go after and cross the line over are. Um, mean people are doing it on purpose. I think it's more, they fall in the camp of stupid, but that's neither here nor there. That's just my opinion. I don't want to, I, I don't think that there's people on the ship who are like purposely um, trying to hurt it. Uh, Dave, would you have not gone back there if you didn't think it could be hugely successful again? One second. Take your time, buddy. Take your time. Okay, go ahead. Uh, was that your wife? No. Well, then don't do that again. Um, would um, would you have would you have not gotten on the ship if you didn't think it was going to be hugely successful? Correct. If you weren't like fuck, I can get on this fucker and paddle it. I can put a rocket ship on this. Um, CrossFit's not going anywhere. The methodology, the uh, the effectiveness of the programming, the way it can change lives, and the company is positioned and poised because it is CrossFit to continue to accelerate those things and coming out of COVID and having essentially a good response to um, chronic disease and health, uh, we're poised to really just elevate and, and go even further with this whole thing. And it would be a fool's play of me born out of ego for me not to have um, re-engaged in this beautiful thing that I've built and been a part of for 15, 16 years. And, and I say it would, have been a, it would have been an ego because it would have just been my ego against like, well, I got fired. I got canceled. A few people have said I got canceled. Um, I don't know. What do you think of that characterization of it? Of getting canceled? Yeah. No, I, well, I, can't, I can't even think of. No. Okay. Got it. No, but yeah. a few people have described it as what happened to you was canceled. So I just wanted to. Uh, to, to you or to me? Not to you. It's not about you. To me. I know, but I'm making sure I understand. I, yeah, they, no, you weren't fucking, you were fired. You were <laughs> fucking, you were chugging along and working and said the boss came back from fucking um, uh, mental health leave and fired you and then vanished again. The whole thing is very weird. The whole thing is very weird. There's a backstory in a, in a story there that would be fucking great as a book. Like there's definitely something that happened behind the curtain that's fucking weird. Like this is un unprecedented that an executive of your level and uh, with someone with your brand value would be fucking kicked to the curb and brought back. It is bizarre, brilliant. And, and then the guy who did it is gone. I mean, it, it's weird. It, it, I, I'm not. I. I, um, so I really hope. I really hope we back. know someday what happened. Interestingly, I'm being brought back. Um, you know, like that's a testament to them listening and the leadership hearing um, from staff and the community and understanding so even let's take this canceled notion but dave but dave it's more than that i'm sorry to interrupt but that was the same thing that that the guy who fired you eric rosa said was the reason kind of why he fired you because he was listening to people he can should I say something? can i say something please yes you're not fucking sorry to interrupt oh. <laughs> keep going next question okay uh, when's your next book coming out? When are you writing another book? That's a great question. Um, I'm thinking about with Christine, uh, the lady who does my Instagram at the games, writing the history of the games, like the official history of the CrossFit games. Um, or doing it myself because the last book I wrote myself, uh, I'd rather have help this time. I was really, when I wrote the first book, I was really like, I got to write this. Like I can't have anyone help me because a lot, all, 
not all. A lot of these guys in our community who are writing books are not writing their books. They're sitting down with um, people and sharing notes, and then those people are turning them into books, which is fine, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to write a book. Now, writing a book, it was also more of a journal, so it was much easier to do than in writing a book from scratch and having to research because I just basically chronicled the path. So whatever, it's a loaded, it was a loaded way of doing it even though I said I wrote my book. Thank you, Matt. New name for the podcast, not sorry to interrupt. Oh, and I thought of something. Uh, you, you back to the rogue thing real quick with the t-shirts. Um, that was something that they had asked me to do for a very long time. Cause they made all my hats. They said, Hey, can we sell your hats? And I always told them, no, Bill and Katie. And, um, they were like, can we sell your hats and t-shirts? I'm like, no, not ready. I'm not ready to do it. Um, personally or professionally. Then once I got fired, I was like, Hey, remember when you were like, can you sell my hats? Turn that <laughs> off. <laughs> That's what that was about. Like, it's not like they, they came to me and all of a sudden had a great idea. They had been talking about it for years. Like, hey, your hat, your shirt with the logo, it's pretty cool. We could probably sell it. And once I got fired, I was like, okay, you guys can sell it now. That's, that's, what, happened. that's what happened there. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. Brace yourself. In some of these videos where I've crossed the line, and maybe Andrew Hiller has crossed the line and other people have crossed the line as line crossers. Uh, the response from HQ seems to be, um, at, uh, uh, and it seems to be consistent, that what we're criticizing the games for is not new. And it's not, uh, this is all stuff that's been going on forever. And it's just now that it's being brought to the forefront. Um, what what is what is your uh, response to that? So I have not paid close attention to this season. Um, well, can I give you some examples? Can I give you some examples? Yes. Uh, there there were some ropes that were left too long, and uh, after supposedly Scott Panchik said that you know said that they were too long, and he, he fucking tweaked his knee on it and ended his career. Um, there were people who the one well, of the one I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's not new. Here, here's the place that the not new comes from is like people have always been injured. So you can say people get injured all the time. Um, that one's a little different than that. And I wouldn't put it in that category. Keep going. Uh, th there was people going to the semifinals because the quarterfinals um, and people who didn't go, the wrong people went to the semifinals because of some, some debacle around the quarterfinals uh, three uh, workout. And so there's tons of saying the not new. So this is not new. This has always happened. Uh, uh, Adrian said it yesterday in the press conference is the, is the most recent time that I heard it. And, and, and possibly, uh, if I want to give you another incident too, I've heard it a handful of times though. I want to say that when, um, Adrian Conway and James Hobart were on with Lauren Khalil, I think it was also possibly brought up there that basically that in my feeling is, is, that's not an excuse of why it should keep going on, but I don't remember these things, this many things happening, this many negative things, leaks of workouts, the wrong people going, um, the judging being so bad, athletes shorting reps. Just it's just been a cascade of fuck ups. I feel like um, pounds and kilograms not matching on the on the game site. There's just there's a shitload of them. There's like fifty seven things in the last like four months or whatever. This list that Andrew Hillers put together. 
did you ever feel like the games was a shit show or, or do you feel like what, what they're being criticized for now has always like been? Games. I never felt like games were a shit show. Um, I don't know if I would strategically advise to lean on that as like um, a methodology for communication. If I was meaning, meaning it's always been like this. I mean, like I say, why are you doing that? And they're saying, well, it's always been like this. I'm saying if I was in charge, I would not advise my team to lean on that as a um, answer to any of this or any of these. Uh, and honestly, in my eyes as a leader, I would not fucking accept that as an answer. Hey, man, like then then if it's always been like this, why the fuck haven't we fixed it? Why haven't we learned? Why? Uh, and I like. I'd have to see this list of 54 or whatever you're talking about. Um, right. Even when I was there, I would never have like, when I was there at the games team, let, let, um, I would not have leaned on that as an answer is how I'll address that. Um, I think there's a much better way to, to approach that. Hiller is very direct, but I don't think he dis he would disagree with TDC's feedback to Sevon. Sevon was much closer fired and driving toward tearing it down. Hiller is trying to clean it up inside out. Mike, go fuck yourself. I mean, thank you for your feedback. Um, it's always been like this. Then why have we not fixed it yet? What a quote. Get with the programming. Uh, the other day, you did a 35-mile ruck, and we did it with a 35-pound pack. Originally, when I heard about this, uh, it was supposed to be 50 miles and 50 pounds. I noticed it. Oh, you got your YouTube channel um, fired up. Congratulations. I think the weekly review thing is going to be crazy popular. Not crazy. fired up. It's been around for a while, but um, yeah, I just decided to post a video. On, and on you're going to do that? And you're going to do that once or twice a month, three times a month? I'll try to do it weekly. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a great video. I think the community is going to love it. Um, but, I, but I had heard that, that um, when I spoke to you and Thomas Delure before, it was supposed to be 50 miles and 50 pounds, and you guys cut it to 35 miles and 35 pounds, and it sounds like that was smart, like it almost killed you guys. Uh, 50 for 50 would have been really hard. 35 for 35 was hard. It was Thomas's um, event, his call. I'm glad he made that call. Uh, <laughs> I'm really glad he made that call. Um, 35... <laughs> 35 miles with 35 pounds took us a very long time. Um, not, no, let me rephrase that. It didn't take us a very long time. It was challenging. It took, we did it about 3.2 mile per hour average on the pace. Um, took about 10 hours of time. I think it was probably 11 or 12. There was multiple stops we had so we could film stuff. Um, 50 for 50 would have been like a 24 hour type of thing. And, and that wasn't the intent. And it was fasted. Don't forget that part. Uh, you don't mention um, in that week in review, you don't mention time you spent with your family. You don't say, and me and my wife went out to dinner or I went uh, motorcycle riding with my daughter or any of the stuff I know you do. Well, why is there no mention of your family in there? That's still like, I have this uh, huge separation of that aspect of my life from um, the public aspect of my life. And I want to keep those se separated. And I don't want to cross that line. I haven't crossed that line in my social media. I want my private life to be private. <laughs> and like, that's not such a crazy, I necessarily didn't want when I got involved in CrossFit to be thrust into this position of being, um, you know, a face in this community. It ended up being that way. Very early on, it was trending that direction. 
And I knew very early on, I didn't want to um, put my family in that position because of myself, especially my children. Uh, you know, I've said this before, I could see Rich's kids right now out at Walmart in Cookville and I'd know who they are and Rich could not be with them. Um, I don't want my kids to be in San Jose or somewhere without me and someone recognize my kids. Um, that's just how I have chosen to conduct myself on social media and run my life. And, you know, that's why. Interesting. Good. Okay. I like your, it. Your kids. Your kids. Yeah. Same yeah. yeah. Same I hated thing. the way you worded that. I don't want anyone recognizing my kids when I'm not around either. Yeah. So that's like, you don't have fucking talk to my kids. <laughs> oh, what event are you training for in September? Uh, there's this sniper. It's called the sniper adventure challenge. And it's a, um, it's a two day competition out in Wyoming shooting competition, a partner competition where it, there's land nav involved and they're you're rucking and um, there's shooting drills and there's other tasks that you have to conduct and do over the course of 48 hours. Okay. Here comes the doozy. I know you're about to fucking kick me to the curb. That's why I'm, I've sped up my cadence. Uh, what's your message? Advice, guidance for us to drive forward and grow as affiliate owners, as coaches, and separately for the greater community. That wasn't my question, but since you paid $8, you get to ask it. Uh, do your job inside your box exceptionally well. Uh, be a great trainer. Be a great caretaker of your, your um, athletes or your clientele. And that's the best we can expect and ask of you. And that will help the whole thing grow. If you're changing lives within your box and you're pursuing being the best possible coach and again, caretaker that you can do, um, you're doing everything you need to do to grow as an affiliate and to drive um, the message forward and out and, and supporting the greater community. Because the more members you have in your box that are thriving, the more they're going to share with the world and their family and friends specifically that uh, there's some magic here at CrossFit and that's how we can really impact communities and grow, grow the methodology and grow the brand. You guys do that on the ground. We have to do that nationally, globally. We have to get the message out. That same message of what you guys are doing on a local area, we need to spread it on a national and global level. When uh, that commonly well, well, I think Greg originally said that. Right. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Adrian Conway might have said it today, but Greg originally said that. No disrespect to Adrian, who's a good friend. Yeah, and and, and Adrian would de definitely give Greg credit too. Yeah. Um, uh, he did a great job commentating. He's he's a great guy. Was was he was he on the L one team? Yeah. 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 He he he's fucking the man. When, when I was fired, there was a five or six month period where I kind of went a little bit underground. Um, I was um, basically just completely recoiled into my kids. Um, you were nice to me. You made sure you kept reaching out to me. There were a couple of you who worked there who made sure I didn't just disappear forever. Um, you would encourage me to do a podcast. Um, it was you and Matt Susan, my wife, who kind of... Uh, you, you could say a mentored me to do that. And you, you went the extra mile, which kind of rocked my fucking world and came to my house and let me interview you in my garage. And that's what started up my, my podcast. And that uh, really rocked me and it got me going for a little bit. And then I fell off the boat again. Um, it, 
but it was definitely the the spark that got the this whole thing um going the the fact that someone from that part of my life still um believed in me and in and I appreciate it and in that in in that podcast um there was I, I thought wanted to go back and dig it out and actually play the clip, but I didn't, and I and I, I'm sorry, and I do mean it this time. Um, you basically said that when the when the mob sort of came and attacked HQ, when there was all of this fucking noise being made on the internet, and and, and it was all around these comments that Greg had made, we got to see how those around us behaved in a time when the house was on fire. And I can't remember exactly the words you said, but you said, you know, you saw, you saw how people behaved and, and, and you made a note like, okay, I got it. Check. This most recent time that you were let go, you got to see that again. You got to see people's action and behavior and mindset and verbiage when you were fired. Like, you, you know, and I don't, I don't know exactly what you've seen, but maybe some people you saw like held on to you and didn't want to let you go. And some people fucking, you know, kicked you out the door. Good riddance, bitch. Um, did, did you have that experience again the second time? Like, oh, wow. Uh, the good riddance, bitch part. I don't think I saw much of it. Here's okay. the other piece. Um, they're, they're like, I disconnected from my, at the Dave Castro, the big account for a really long time. And so even your Instagram account, you mean after you got fired, you kind of abandoned your Instagram account a little bit, not completely abandoned, but I definitely disconnected from it. Um, There's so many comments, so many different things. Like there's a lot I didn't see. There's probably a handful of people who are pretty vocal against me that I have no fucking idea about. There's a lot of people who are probably very vocal supporting me that I didn't know about either. Like there's a lot I saw. I mean more like in the workplace, like as you're moving your shit off your desk, someone's moving in. I, uh, so what's the question? Uh, do, 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 did you see that again? I know, I know we all saw it the first time and it was hard to see people we loved. Um, so there's been a fuck ton of people who contacted me. A lot of people from within, you're asking specifically within the company. Yeah. No one's contacted me and been like, damn, this sucks. Everyone, a hundred percent of everyone who's I've talked to has been like, uh, welcome back. So excited to be, have you on the team working with you again. Then there's another section who, who haven't contacted me at all. Um, of that group, you know, I can make one or two assumptions. One, they're excited, or two, they're not. I just right. don't know. And right. I'm not naive enough to think that, like, it's 100% across the board within the company. Everyone's excited. And of that cohort who didn't contact me, that they're yeah, 99% of them are, even though they haven't reached out. And I'm not asking them to. I'm just saying right. the state right. of affairs. So that group who hasn't reached out to me, I can't assume that all of them are excited about this. I'm not an idiot. I know there's a good number who are not. Is that 50% of that group? Is that 20%? Is that 80%? I don't know. And frankly, I don't care. But I do know there are people who are not happy. And, you know, that's part of life. Do you know why they're not happy? Oh, I mean, like... uh, I'm, I'm like a, um, I'm not a fucking saint for one. I'm a polarizing figure in, in, in application, in action, in experience, meaning like, yeah, I've worked with people working with me. Haven't always had a great fucking, um, let me say this. I'm not saying I've ever yelled at anybody. I've ever fucking, I ever like take it to that level, but I'm very demanding of people and I can hold 
things and people to a really high standard. And oftentimes that can be very uncomfortable. And people, there are people who don't like my approach to leadership, my approach to communication. And I'm not saying it's criminal or negligent or wrong. I'm just saying it's very different. And um, it's easy for individuals not to, for that not to resonate with them and therefore not to like me. So, yeah. Uh, um, are you going to the CrossFit Games this year? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I don't know. Look, there's a bigger chance now because I'm back with CrossFit. But that you can't, you have no idea how fucking hard that would be on me. Meaning I fucking created and ran that thing top to bottom for the last 15 years. I took it to Madison. I made the decision we were going to Madison. Like there's so many, and, and all those little things I'm saying right now, are going to be amplified by a fucking thousand when I get there. Like my handprint is obviously all over that. So uh, being vulnerable emotionally it, it'll be, um, I don't know, because emotionally it's going to be a huge fucking, huge challenge for me to go there. And, you know, I've said for years, hey, I don't go to any of these, and this is true, I don't go to any of these CrossFit events unless I'm running it or it's a local event. I'll go to a local event because they're small enough and, um, you know, I'm showing support to the community. But something like I've never, I don't go to Wadapalooza. I don't go to, I haven't gone to Bill's event. I don't go to um, Dubai Fitness Challenge. I, I've never gone to any of those big ones. And now the first big one I go to will be the one I created and I'm not involved at all. It's, uh, it's a lot to ask of me and I don't know if I'm ready to. So I don't know. Everything you said makes perfect fucking sense. I don't know how you could do it. I, I don't know how you could do it. The next Here's question the is, if I'm not there, it's nothing against the team. It's nothing against Adrian. It's nothing against J-Mac, Heather, all the people running the event, Danny, Billy. It, it is nothing against them. If I'm not there, or it's nothing against the community or the affiliates or the CrossFit team. Of course not. Of course not. If I'm not there. It's because of my own, like, I need the space. Like, I yeah. can't. It's, it's my issue. And if I'm not there, I can guarantee fucking to you, I won't be watching it either. No, 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 but it's not like I'm not saying <laughs> I understand. Not I understand. It's just, it's like, it's me. It's my thing. I understand. Is it, is it more like someone dancing with your daughter or is it more like someone dancing with your wife? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you coming on, dude. Crazy. Um, I, I, I hope I did you proud. I know you always do me proud. I know fucking people love you to death. Um, and, uh, and, and I, and I, and I hope, uh, we can do it again soon and, and, and let me know in any, any, anything I can do. I appreciate the feedback. Um, anything I can do to help you, anything that you need from me, I, uh, will do to you and I'll do for you. Anything you want me to stop doing, I will stop doing. I have no issues. Um, you've been always a great leader, uh, in my life and, um, you've taught me a lot of things amongst them all, uh, integrity as a man. So thank you. And hold uh, us accountable, hold us to task, hold us accountable, but don't like, don't go into the dirt to do it. Okay. And some of the individuals, you know, 
give us, let's discuss if, if you're willing, I'll discuss things and issues with you free. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we can have, and if you want to, if you want to, if there's something you want to blast cross before, uh, talk to me. Okay. And, uh, or, or we'll, I'll come on and talk to you about it. Now, that being said, on the sports side, fucking do what you need to do. Because once again, that's entertainment. <laughs> and right, I right. That, like, I, right. I would never tell Hiller to stand down. I wouldn't tell you to stand down of the criticism of, of, of athletes or of the sport or of programming because that is exactly what that's there for. Like it isn't, it isn't, um, it isn't what's happening in the gyms. It isn't what, it's not that special. Um, it's special in its own way, in a different way, but it's meant to, uh, it's meant to be criticized fundamentally. Let, let, let me ask you about this then real quick. There's only three, three minutes. I'll just, will take t- two minutes. How did Nicole Carroll survive all this? How is she doing? That's a question you need to ask her. I'm not going to, I'm not going to answer that question uh, for her or I'm not going to represent her. And right. uh, that's, I'm not even going to go there. Um, okay. That's something you have to ask her. And if she feels like she wants to talk about it, she can address it or talk to you about it. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I can't let it go like that. Would you say that she was the, um, she's been the rock and the, uh, for, for the, for the staff there in the last two years. Can you, can you tell me that? Oh, for sure. She's, uh, she's, uh, I can't imagine the pressure on her. I'm guessing everyone was leaning on her. Yeah, for sure. She's been, she's been the centerpiece, especially for the people who've been around for a long time, um, that they needed in, uh, during the last five or six months, um, she, yeah, she she stepped up and elevated to another level of leadership and just uh, authority and presence. That's been really impressive to see. Dave, you're a true gentleman. Thank you for coming back. Manny, Sebastian, and Juliet. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, I will schedule another podcast with Dave as fast as I can. Don't forget, we have Dale Saran coming, former general counsel of CrossFit, and Greg Glassman very soon. Oh, you're kidding.